Hello, hello, Gobna. We're here mm. on Krakoa Radio. <laughs> it is another week of great titles. Marvel is still playing catch up with our lives. No one knows what we're even reading anymore. <laughs> it's Marvel. a prayer every week. You know, it's a prayer every week. we don't know what we're, we're, we're even like covering anymore. We're just like, we're, we're trying to figure out like you're trying to figure out. Anyhow, exactly. it is me, your host, Just X Henry, and my fellow co host, Black Word. The villain, the one you love to hate. Shout out to our Twitter account. Um, I'm leading second in the nudes, the best nudes poll. Um, I'm not hurt by that or anything. <laughs> you know, we, we know that I, quality art is an acquired taste. Um, so, you know, I know what you really felt deep down. Also, my other host, the Wind God Vontae, who wanted no parts of this new thing. I think no one wanted a new, name parts of that new thing. I feel like, I feel like Blackboard did it on purpose. But anyhow, when Gavante, go ahead, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason's here, table day, and I will have to say I did not want any part of it. I like <laughs> any leaks. Why am I in it? Because I ain't do shit. But somehow I'm in it, and I was neck to neck with um, Blackboard for a little bit. So, okay, I'm not mad, but I don't want to be in it. <laughs> you need me here. What 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 chaos would there be without me? You need an Emma Frost. I'm your Emma Frost. I love me. Well, as long as you and also, talk about my body. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love you, Monte. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and I'm sorry, and and of course, the legendary, the Doctor himself, the top of all tops, Doctor Showtime. See, now y'all got me wanting to change tables. I'm changing to table Dawn. So welcome the Dawn. Um, I am now um, on the seat of seat of victory. Because mm. I am in last place on this damn uh, fucking poll. Apparently, because I'm not even on fucking Twitter right now. But thanks, y'all. You know, you're the top but, above all. You're above this. That's all we we know. And I think everyone you know feels what? that deep down. I'm taking the whole table, Don. So I'm oh, also no. the seat of loss. So thanks. It was definitely, I will say that, like, in lieu of this poll that um, that Black Word is the Todd of Kokoa Radio, it was a setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all were minding our business today being peaceful and here comes black word with this mess and now I had a, a nice word at church to today tell- amen mm. I, had a, I, had a, I did cardio I was on the Stairmaster for like 15 minutes for the first time in my life today but no what am I doing being, being sexually accosted on the timeline because black word was to pimp all of us out you know and what I'm a, and I'm a married woman Black word. How dare you? know you are a taken hole every single week. It's my man, my man, my man, my man. Okay, we get it. You, 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 you found satisfaction out there. You found your T'Challa. Okay, bask in it. You, 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 you like it might have been like Lisa Renner. Like you want to talk about the husband? You want to talk about the husband? Like. <laughs> no, listen, listen. I think the fun part is that no one, uh, typically the fun part of the Twitter account, because we ask, like, should we put our signatures on whenever we post something in the Twitter account? And we've all agreed that it's more fun when none of you know. But at this point, everyone knows when it's me. So I no longer get to partake in that fun. 
Because you are a messy bitch. They all. always know it's you. But like that, that whole prodigy tweet, they You're knew the it villain. was you. Like <laughs> You're the villain. It's you. You are the villain. I God want damn. that bus to run your I want that bus to run your ass over like Regina Gore and stem tires. That's what I, I really to feel do. like you're the Mr. Sinister of the group, and I hope Tarn catches your ass. Listen, um, listen, I enjoy that. I enjoy that comparison. Um, not the latest uh Sinister. You know, I think the novelty of Sinister has worn off. He's no longer like adorable and like, oh, he's kind of sassy. Now he's creepy again, and I want him dead. So it's over, you know, it's very much, it was very much at the start, like Zeus and Wonder Woman Historia, and this is the only time we get to plug that excellent comic. This is the only time we get to plug that excellent comic because we are not a DC. I just cracked it open. I'm just, Ugh. I'm not going to get no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil that because I, 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 oh my God, it's so, so beautiful. Great. I didn't buy it. It's so wonderful. And so it's so beautiful. It is great. It is um, beautiful. I didn't buy it though. I was like, is this, I don't know if it's like, do I want to invest in this? Not because of like the size of the book or the cost, none of that, but it was like, I didn't know where the story was going because I haven't heard anything about it. I sold it in the comic book. And it's a fabulous cover. Mm -hmm. DC, thank you for getting the writing to matching the art for once. Mm -hmm. Your girl stepped your pussy up at the end of the year. I appreciate you, but it is a beautiful. I, I, I'm considering, should I get it? I want, a trade, I, want a, yes. I want a hardback of that because I it's know gorgeous. Like, so far, it's gorgeous. It's a table book. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's so wonderful. Tens across the board, honestly. Um, and that's really, we haven't given something like that high a praise in a while, to be honest. They like, need to do when, other other mm -hmm. stories like that for DC. Like, give us an Atlantis one. Give us yes, a, yes. a Mars a one. Give us yes! one. Yes, because you know they like to do mm -hmm. Martian Manhunter dirty, and they haven't done enough with him. Oh, you know what I'm excited for? Young Justice. Uh, oh, Young Justice's exploration of uh, magic. Nigga. A Shazam oh. comic with this art and writing style would be wonderful, and I'm looking forward yes. to it. Give me that and show it like, oh, because they have the Council of Wizards that they never touched on Shazam, which is really upsetting to me because it's like a most diverse you ever see, but they also are a group of bad bitches, you know? They give Araco energy. And I want more of that in DC Comics to forget the fact that I know they're just going to throw everything away in the next two years. Yeah, because like, it, it was good. It's DC. And, and we know what they're going to do. They don't stop. They haven't stopped the last two decades. Just They, they have a strong start and then somehow it crashes and burns, and we're like, how the fuck did we get here? How did we mess this up? It was actually really difficult for you to do this, and you did it. Uh, that level of tenacity towards failure, it has to be commendable in some way. It's Omega-level failing. The powers never win. Well, speaking of powers never winning, um, I guess uh, we should get to our books this week. Um, mm -hmm. The, the, I guess we're going to do um, the trial of Joseph, I guess. Before um, we hop in, just real quick, how many books this week do you give a 10? This just week, get, one. Yeah. One. Same for me, one. One. Uh, um, um, beautiful gowns. Yeah. But that's the thing. Beautiful gowns. Were the gowns even beautiful? Or were we just trying to be nice? I feel like we we're just being nice. They're a little thrifty. I don't a little, understand. A little. 
they were pushing. You can tell that the holiday season got to them. Gene know, made them. Yeah, Gene made them do it. The burlap sack. Because uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know, Wanda, you know I hate you, bitch. You know I do, right? Right. But I've always liked your outfits. You've always come in looking beautiful and resplendent. <laughs> and like, you know, and this week, baby, you weren't. So why are you here? I'll just say this. I felt like two of the books had really great moments, and we'll touch on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have I have two things. Well, let me say each book had a moment for me, but I felt like like Marauders had the most supreme moment for me, and we'll mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that later as a family. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. nothing really like wowed me. Mm-hmm. Nothing like really was like, oh, I needed this. Well, I'm not gonna say that because. Mar- Morales is probably like the closest. I probably get my ten to this week, but it's not. But it just it didn't give the way I needed to give because I'm with, I'm, I'm I mean light spoiler like Fin Fang Foom's veneers was really wearing me out the whole issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in terms of oh no, I'm gonna wait. To, I'm gonna hold on to this because when we get to Marauders, baby, I have some things. Yeah, because I, I have some, I have some things soon. to say about like my tens went to the New Mutants. Um, just because yes. I know. Yeah. I know okay. once I get to like the trade back, you know, I like to reread, I was, like, even at the end or before it ends, I like to reread the entire run from start to finish, especially if I feel like that they they tried to do something with a storyline, like Excaliburs. And we know, because I say this every damn week, Excaliburs, I did not really like or appreciate until I read it from start to finish um, over again when they were on hiatus. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I see what you was doing, Teeny Girl. You clever. You got this. You put some soaking. Right. Uh, but with the new. <laughs> So the new mutants, it was like, I can see what's going on here. I appreciate what they're doing with um, Shadow King's character. So I feel right. something, because you know, the biggest emotional reaction that we all had during the Hellfire Gala was seeing Scout. And we were like, this is fucked up. We can't buy this shit. Uh, right. We roll at dawn. So right. I could feel it. I got some level of catharsis, which is something I haven't really felt in some X-Men comics in a while, which, you know, is really difficult. So before we even get into that, let's dive on in. Uh, Showtime, baby, it's up to you. Now the only seats at Table Dawn. So floor is yours. Um, <clears throat> I've got to, you know, adjust my titties a little bit here. Hey, so man, I believe, little, you know, just... Uh, so we're going to go over The Trial of Joseph, number, number four. four. Uh, Marauders, number... 26. 26. And yep. New Mutants number twenty-three. Three. Um, so I think we're gonna go in that order. So Henry, you have the trial of that nigga over there. Yeah, the, the trial of Musty as we continue through. And, and you know, I like to start off this 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 conversation on the trial of Magneto. That like the trial of Magneto basically puts back Inferno. If y'all never did this book in the fucking first place, you would have got Inferno this week. So I hate you all. Um, right. So basically, the book opens up with this long, spirally thing that I was not going to read because my spirit was weary, and I have uh, uh, and I get uh, vertigo really bad, and I was not going to stress myself out by reading all that. I got through three lines, and then I told Marvel to kiss my smoothest part of my ass because I wasn't reading all that. Amen. Um, so as we continue through the book, we find the five about to illegally resurrect Wanda Maximoff without permission, but then Wanda resurrects herself. With her own data record, like she does it on her own. Wanda's like to get Wanda together. They reconnected with everyone. Prodigy's trying to figure out like what really happened in the midst of her death. 
but like that it may not be something that was um, mutant, but something supernatural. Not that mutants are not supernatural, they do not reside in the intersectional space, but there were some concerns about that. Now, of course, you got all the gays in a room down at the boneyard with, with um, X Factor and, you know, um, North Stars being a good wife and cooking dinner for his black man, for his black king, like an elf should. And then, you know, of course, you know, it's an interracial party of interracial couples being interracially together. And they're talking about the unseasoned food and they one thing of seasoned salt in the, in, in the cabinet, a good old time. Then, of course, while that, because it's kind of like giving us like a backup of like what happened, like a catch up. And I don't know why the book is re going over again, but we already know. And then, of course, Crow was being attacked by all these kaijus uh, coming out of nowhere. We all know that white woman got something to do with it, but no one is saying that that white woman got something to do with it. They all know. So in this in-between space, in this other realm, uh, old woman Wanda and current Wanda are having a battle and trying to get her, and trying to, get her to understand that, like, you got to, like, come to peace with some things in your life that have happened and, like, girl, you got to let go and let God and move forward because you're doing too much. And to be frank, if I'm going to live this long, yeah, get your shit together. And, of course, Wanda has another meltdown. Wanda's always having meltdowns. Like, it, it's really like the Karen trope for Wanda is really getting tired. And as woke as Marvel is, you would really think they would kind of get past the Karen behavior of Wanda Maximoff. But, like, not even to be funny, it's really not funny anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it's really indicative of white women culture and how white women are allowed to be um, violent and harmful mm -hmm. to minority groups, and they get away with it. It's like, oh, but I have a, but I have a, I have a son of a minority group, so I'm not the problem. I'm not the, the drama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's just like it's just a mess. Like my son is dating one of y'all. Why am I the drama? My, my black son, Aiden. Yeah, like mm -hmm. it's it's giving very much that. Like I'm really not in, like I'm really not impressed with the characterization of Wanda Maximoff. Well, I do like Wanda as a as her power set and what she does, what she's involved evolved to. I'm really fond of her power set anymore. I'm not really fond of her personality, more of her power set. And of course, her white children are yelling on her like most white children do. A Maury Povich when the mother ain't acting right about like, girl, you need to calm down. You fucking up my life. Like I'm, I've been defending you, girl. Like you're doing too much. But apparently, Wanda realized that like she is to blame for the kaiju's and her future, her present, and her past combined. Um, they say spin the wheel and which causes them both to exist all at the, at the same time to take down the kaijus with the other X-Men and other Avengers. Um, as this battle is, is proceeding, she gives a tip to like how to take them down to go for the odds. Of course, Wolverine does a fastball special. Gambit and Rogue show to kick a little ass. Everybody's on the field just beating ass left and right. Looking very well. Even get a cameo from the from the very handsome Vulcan. Like, I will actually like to add Vulcan, Vulcan into my team of men that I would like to fuck in Krakoa. Absorb was my that, energy, daddy. Absorb my was that energy, Vulcan daddy. or was that Thunderbird, the Indian one? No, Vulcan, the um, the Samus brother. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I you thought know, it was Thunderbird when I was reading it. Yeah, they I'm had sure like a it was like an Omega moment because like I feel like every panel or so had in there had Omega somewhere, uh, doing something that flex. Like, look at us go. We're Omega level mutants. We're so important. Uh, it, it, it may be. I don't know, because it's not back into this person. And, and they'd be really fucking up the costumes in this book, too. That's another thing. Um, but then, like, you know, everything comes down, and they get rid of the kaijus, because they realize that Wanda, once again, manifesting shit on her own, being fucking reckless. Um, and then she comes down and wants to engage with the people of Krakoa, 
And they like, girl, they really not like they looking like, girl, we are really not here for you. So her, her, we get this like this this wench out of our country because she's doing too much. Like, and Magnus is so proud. He got his little daughter back. And then like, and and the, and the thing is, is like, we have a hard conversation. Like, I mean, not even like I feel like I would I would give Xavier credit in regards of his parenting. Yeah. I say this, that nigga may not like his kids. But nigga don't play in their face. Like how you gonna like you got your whole mutant daughter, Lorna, sitting over there in the corner, and you up in this in this woman's face. That ain't even your child no more. Like girl. And on top her. of that, Lorna has the same powers as you. Why would you not yes! celebrate yes! you have a child who is taking after you? Right. Don't love his kids equally. Where's Zeladane? That chick ain't been seen in years. She don't love her kids. We also, he don't love his kids equally. He do not. We He's also a, don't see know. for Quicksilver anyway, so like we're excluding right. him from He's this conversation goes altogether. Wanda at the motherfucking top. So that's and, my and, baby and it's, girl. Right. It's like it's like it's like the thing that makes me mad is like like Lorna is the most accomplished out of out of out of uh, Magneto's children. She is Doctor Dane. Doctor motherfucking Dane. You gonna do Doctor Dane like that? I don't even think Wanda went to school. What do Honestly. Wanda do? No, she Wanda, ain't go, Wanda ain't go to school. Wanda, Wanda was in the motherfucking Wonder Garden, Wonder Woman playing mm-hmm. with Mova and running around in the fields. Fuck Wanda. Wanda ain't done she shit. She wanted to go be a witch. She wanted to go. I said, "Oh, I'm reading the tree leaves." Ooh. <laughs> she ain't no better. Than, <laughs> she ain't no better than the Wanda and Holiday Hawk. They the same person. I'm just saying. Wanda has not makes her income <laughs> by reading tarot cards on Instagram. Stephen Strange had to come and tell her that her magic was ass. Stephen Strange, the nigga that took forever to learn how to become a sorcerer. That Listen. Because, all because right. the bitch wanted to make vegan zombies. Just to be right. clear. Listen. Right. How do you make vegan zombies? Like, call, right. your, call your boyfriend. Where's Jericho? Thank you. He could have helped you with this. He really actually could have helped you with this. Exactly. You can then- nobody. You just... No one. He's the fucking Haugen, uh, Haugen Supreme, and you ignored him to try to resurrect some damn vegan zombie mutants. I like. I you can't maintain tenure after that shit. Right. And you're no teaching tenure. children. Ugh. Right. Ugh. It's like it's Ugh. like. Uh, let me just close the book real quick. So basically, the crow girls ain't feeling her. She once she's now holding got all her press past, past, present, future all together and shit. She reveals, I know who killed me in the book end. I have never seen someone more irresponsible than with magic than Phoebe fucking Hollowell. Like, I don't understand. I, Phoebe Hollowell <laughs> is the messiest person in magic. The messiest person in magic. How are you messier than Phoebe Hollowell, Wanda? So you're like, saying girl, Phoebe Hollowell is more messier with magic much more than Sabrina Spellman and that yes. new re- Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, here's, well, here's, yes. well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing with with that. At least with Sabrina Spellman, she mm-hmm. actually found a way to fix the shit that was fucked up. Amen. You know Amen. what I'm saying? That's my thing. Amen. Wanda. Phoebe didn't give a fuck. A she just kept getting dicked down. Mm-hmm. By you the demon That's all she wanted. You're not even doing it for the dick. Like, God damn. Damn, at least Phoebe I had mean, a man. Right. <laughs> Hello? She was getting, she getting demon. Yes, because yeah, she, had, she had committed demon dick. I don't know what's better on the earth. Juan, you doing, you doing dick it that on... made her betray her family. You know the dick got to be good. She like, said, when, and it, fuck well, these it, 
And let me tell you, like that haircut, that that bang said it all. She was getting good dick, but she was stressed out. Say it. Fuck. Say it. <laughs> she was stressed Yo. out. Wanda has none of that. Wanda's hair is laid. Wanda's hair is luxurious. She ain't going through nothing. This would never have happened to Zatanna. <laughs> That's all I know. Zatanna and Raven Darkholm, they would never went through this. No one, no one does. No one ever does. No one. And that's what Wanda is. The, whew, this sorry, whole entire trial Magneto thing has tanked whatever also, good grace Wanda had left. Why is Magneto's name even in the title? It's not even really? about him. And then, like, really didn't like not. they didn't even acknowledge the fact that like. Magneto owned the fact that he did it and now it's no longer like, oh, I didn't do it. And Magneto has changed costumes about four times in this. This is not the Oscar, sir. This is not the Grammys. The I don't only know person what, that is allowed to change costumes during one single event is Emma Frost because she's the only motherfucker that can pull it off. The rest right, of them... I was. Except right. Jean, she took that fucking dress off. If Jean were to just disappear for half a scene and come back in a completely new dress, I would act like it never happened. I said, oh yeah, she always wore that. She's been wearing that the last two years. What are you talking That's about? That's the only person I need to change that fucking. Need to change right. that outfit. Right. Well, take those fucking gloves off. You can have the mask or you have right. the gloves. You can't have both. Well, That's a wears, major issue. She wears mm-hmm. the gloves because white women can't cook. You being in the kitchen all day, what you using your hands for? You don't season nothing. You don't clean. It clearly has to. Day. It clearly has to be the soap the dishes because she ain't cooking shit. And Gabby said her ass plan. can't cook. Oh right. <laughs> Listen, I just, I'm what? also upset. There's, a small, every, there's like so many small things in this comic that pissed me off. It was the fact that, you know, in her past, future, and present incarnation, her present and past self are wearing the same dress. And I'm like, her um, costume has updated several times. She has her solo costume, which, not my favorite costume, but then there's also the her uh, ABX costume, the one where she's showing yeah. a lot of titty. And it's like, that gown situation, I posted it right after. I'm like, that's the costume. I said, that's your perfect gown. That's your gown right there. In terms mm-hmm. of Wanda Maximoff best outfit, that's your version of Storm's Hellfire Gala costume. Mm-hmm. So is is this their way of trying to convince us that Wanda is now a mutant and is allowed on and all is forgiven? They haven't explained shit to us. They have not explained shit to us. I mean, yeah. like, I feel like technically they're saying, like, yeah, she's technically a mutant because they probably would have just redesigned her with an X-Gene. Um, because they probably it's like it's a bunch of shit they were just doing just to do. I find it ironic that Wanda can resurrect herself, but she won't resurrect her mama. Um I, but that's between you yes. and a therapist, baby. That's between you I and really, a therapist. Yeah, I I really feel like this was a book to make you kind of have some sort of empathy towards Wanda because you know she's she hasn't been really favored since fucking Avengers disassembled that she killed her own teammates and then went back to the house of house of mm. and shit like that. She hasn't been like she hasn't been like since then. She abandoned and, her children to marry Doom. But right. this is the thing. That's this has always been the thing about <laughs> Wanda for me is that I was willing to forgive her in um Children's Crusade. Like when the X-Men came in, they made the X-Men seem like so fucking petty. And in the moment of reading that, I was like, actually yeah. If you can forgive all these other people for everything that they've done, you can listen to what Wanda went through, right? And you can say, you weren't okay in the head. We have experience with that. In fact, if we're going to say it's anybody's fault, more likely it's the Avengers' fault for how they handled that. Um, But they don't. 
And so years go by, and I think it got worse in Uncanny Avengers, where they had Wanda kind of being a holier than thou, like, Rogue, you complain over nothing. You X-Men with your fanatical mission over nothing. I'm like, you're talking to a woman who legitimately just watch salvation comes to the cusp of it and lose everything and you have an entire debate about how the avengers have done nothing and so you the mutant uncle tom are sitting in front of my face calling right. me and my people and what i represent a failed mission when you have done nothing to help it miss world-class reality warper miss nexus of the all miss most powerful witch in the cosmos miss legitimately um part of the color wheel of witchcraft powerful enough to save witchcraft incarnate have done nothing for mutant kind except make it worse for us right go to hell i feel like that's for me was the moment that i was like oh yeah you're never being fixed and blame rick remender he did that shit right and that was during the and that was during the uh unity squad era mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. the same yeah. era that yeah. ruined yeah. Havoc I, forever yeah i i definitely didn't like her character in in that book at all she deserved to get popped. <laughs> right. Like, Remender ruined both Havoc and Wanda in one fell swoop. Oh, it has to be a record. Really yeah, he really It's did. a record. He really did. Ooh. I also <laughs> did not, to transition away from the woman we will never love, I'm so sorry, Wanda. I want to give it to you. I want to love you. I do. Because I Why respect the that? hustle. I respect the hustle. I do. I like witches. You know, y'all know I enjoyed the mythology building in her solo comic. I like that she called out her brother for being a sociopath. Um, and like that conversation on mental health in that comic was really important. And like looking mm-hmm. at how Wanda actually just daily just deals with that kind of blurs a lot of different lines. And she's like, I'm depressed even when I gotta go like fight a bunch of demons or some shit. Right. Um, I was like, that's beautiful and that's wonderful. But in the context of the X-Men baby, you will never be it and you can't ever be it. It makes you look like a hypocrite. Um, we can't see it for you right now. The only way I can forgive you potentially is if every single person who's on Genosha gets to kill you. Right. Line them up. I want to see resurrection after resurrection. Reboot this shit. So mm-hmm. with, going back to what you said about um the brother being a sociopath or whatever. So um can we all agree at some point that we need to hold Pietro accountable for his part in this? Because Pietro was the one that kind of like was in her ear and steering her to do the whole thing. Well, well yeah. behind every like With, behind behind every choice for a white woman is a white man. So of course that's we can do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because I feel like a lot of people not saying like, you know, Wanda shouldn't be held accountable. Don't get me wrong. But right. her fuck at the her fuck ass brother played a part. Well, it was a couple of people that there was other people that had some part in that too. But I just Charles feel and like Stephen are two of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with him, it was like, oh, if you give everybody what they want, they'll leave you alone. You won't have to worry about anything ever again. So you're manipulating this girl, knowing damn well she was going through something mentally. Right. That's my that's my thing. I I'm agree. not saying like I'm, and I'm and I'm not saying like you know she she shouldn't be held accountable because you know she you know she did some fucked up shit, but Pietro was basically manipulating somebody that was going through some serious mental health issues or whatever. So I definitely feel like we need to clock his ass too. Problem is, who likes Quicksilver? Nobody How do you destroy a man who nobody. has nothing? <laughs> That's the issue. Him. It's like. No one likes him, 
So it becomes that much more difficult for anyone to hold him accountable because he has nothing. He doesn't even have a home, I don't think. He's a, he's just running places, you know? Like, he's just, he's not on any teams right now because no one likes to be around him. Um, he's barely an Avenger. He was on the team legitimately because they needed the squad, but then they took that mutantness from him. And ever since they removed his X gene, they have no storyline to put him there anymore. Because they, they was like, oh, it does this thing from the movies. But I'm like, I forget the ultimate fact that if Quicksilver isn't a mutant, he has no storyline. Um, there's none. There's nothing to do with him. No one likes him. It's like you're not even the fastest mutant, Northstar is by far. Um, you're not the right. most impressive speedster around. Now that we see Makari and the Eternals, you can never Amen. hold that rank. Yeah. You will never hold that rank. You will never compare to Makari. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, I don't know what to do with you, baby. I'm sorry. You're just not going to cut it. Honestly, I prefer yeah. your sister. Your sister, you never hung out with over you. Yeah, you can go uh, hang I, out with the Inhumans and do something with them. Yeah. Right, and I, I would, I would have, to, and I would also have to say. Um, this is kind of off topic, but within topic. But um, I think uh, Cleo has set it off lasted longer getting gunned down than he did right. in Age of Ultron. Why he got bullet. That's all I know. It's true. Listen, no, mechanical. You know, I was thinking about this the other day because I was reading Harry Potter uh, for a little bit again. And Professor McGonagall took four uh, stunning spells to the chest as an old woman and got back up. She was in the hospital for a little bit, but she didn't die. Um, so you get an outclassed by old Scottish white woman as a non-mutant mutant. Fix it, baby. We don't like you, Quicksilver. No one likes you. You shouldn't be here. Potentially, maybe you should die. Like, you don't even go here. You don't even go here. <laughs> you don't, like don't like your nephew neither. Fuck Steve. And that links me to my other point. I don't like how they make Prodigy look stupid. Prodigy, like, first of all, they had, like, looking going, like, oh, mom, you taught me more about magic than you remember right now. And I'm like, no, that was Prodigy. Prodigy taught you everything you know about magic. He he was literally your teacher. And he was fucking right. your boyfriend. I'm sorry, right. your husband. He fucked your husband. But also, and your brother. He fucked your husband and your brother and taught you magic. That's why you were, you were erasing him. They don't like each other. Wiccan's a hater. He's one of those evil twinks, and I stand on that. I have to explain to people, like, why don't you like Wiccan? I said, he just gives me evil twink energy. And that's right. the kid I can't be trusted. Honestly, I think his husband is more interesting than he is. Mm-hmm. And like his husband is just like, his whole thing right now is his magic sword, which he is like literally a ripoff of the soul sword. I think we don't know this, um, but we do. Um, we do. But I did not appreciate the fact that they kind of did that. My personal hit canon for why that happened um and it's just me being really kind for the writer because you know we beating leah ass leah getting her ass beat every week it's just gonna keep on happening here's just a a crumb a tiny crumb for her potentially i'm gonna say that his power isn't working right because he's traumatized he has ptsd he's only been a day um he's not doing well and he's just pretending he's going through the motions right now he's at work but he's not working that's being very kind. That's being very kind. He's trying to be the emotional support boyfriend, emotional support black to his boyfriend, to the guy who doesn't like it, to his ex-boyfriend who's now a king of another dimension. He's trying to do a lot right now. Um, I would hope they tie that in, but it looks like Prodigy's just there to be the black guy with the brain. Yeah. Um, but who do you think did it? 
hypotheses. Let's go. Zaladay. Stole my fucking answer. Okay. Uh, rest of you, who do you think did it? I can lay out the evidence for you as well if it makes you, helps you think. Yeah, because I really have no clue. Okay, That's so it's point. someone with access to magical metal, potentially. It's someone who potentially Magneto would want to protect because he tried to take the blame for it. Um, it's someone who Wanda would trust enough to get close to her. It's someone potentially who can kill her fast enough and leave no evidence. So they need to, and, but most definitely they need to have access to magic, even if they aren't magic themselves, because they saw, because Eyeboy didn't see particles of magic in the air. Um, it has to be someone who knows enough about magic to know to restrain Wanda's hands so that she can't cast. Um, and it has to be someone who knows enough about the X-Men to know how Magneto's abilities work. Crystal? Crystal is a potential. But this is also the extra thing. It's someone who can get onto Krakoa and get off fast enough without being detected. Lockjaw. Yeah, Lockjaw can get her in and out. Who do you hmm. think it is, Vontae? I, you know what? I'm, I, don't, I don't even know. I'm not even going to try to. But you know what? Like, tr but truthfully, truthfully, I think Black Word did it because he's always behind it. He's the villain. Of course. Yes, I've written myself mm -hmm. as a villain into the latest X Men comics just to kill Wanda. And you guys will thank me when it's revealed. You will say, Thank you, Steven. And I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for that meddling twink. When I saw, and like, if, Wanda, you're. Oh, go ahead, boo. If it's not Zaladane, the other person that came to mind would be um, the high evolutionary using, is it Luminous? Mm, mm -hmm. mm, mm. I, I never thought, I thought about, about that. Wanda does not have that many enemies. Because she, that's the thing I was thinking about. a mutant, kind She of? registers as a mutant. She's not, but in the same way that Wanda and Pietro both registered, they can trick Coca-Cola. So I was thinking So, so enough to bypass the gate. Yeah, enough to bypass the gate. The other thing is magic does not follow any rules, so you can teleport. Like it's not like Celine and magic and fucking Pixie are walking around putting wards up. They should, but they don't. They should. They, they should. actually suck at fighting magic. That's just the truth of it. They suck at fighting magic. They Even with the Excalibur team there and Monarch being a sorcerer, they have like seven sorcerers uh, on that island. They suck at fighting magic. They just can't. They should war that bitch. It's not. <laughs> I feel like Maggie on Excalibur could do a better job of matching any of the adults, to be frankly honest. Mm-hmm. Because Maggie's mm -hmm. the only one, the only one like she's on the clock in, uh, in other world. Everybody else is like they bugging. Like, she, little mama working out whole strategies and everything. She's the general. She's the leader. And she also got right. in bed by 10. Right. And <laughs> gets it all done in one day. See? She's giving, you know she's giving? She's giving um, Reed Richards' uh, sister. Uh, energy. What's her name? I forget because I don't pay attention to the Fantastic Four. Sister AKA, or daughter? Uh, Franklin's sister. Oh, oh Franklin's uh, sister. Uh, Valeria. Valeria. Yeah, she gives Valeria. Valeria. You know, I don't pay attention to the Super Republicans. Right. Right. But yeah, the... I was going Zeladane because it gave me, like, who would Magneto care enough about? that he would take the blame for it. Like, I had a thought that maybe he was doing it to buy them time to resurrect, 
Wanda. But then something about it just didn't click. I think he was trying to protect someone. So I was like, Zella Dane potentially could have been on who did it. Or or Hope. And Magneto was trying to protect because she's one of the most important mutants as part of the five, even though yeah. Egg is the only irreplaceable person. Um, so he could be trying to protect the sanctity of the resurrection protocols, which is the whole reason Krakoa works. Yeah. So the guess for that angle would be then that he's protecting a mutant because they broke the law. Right. Huh. That could be interesting, but I feel like Hope squashed everything with Wanda. That's the thing. And AVX, it felt like, and that's why it feels like why Hope was so gung-ho about resurrecting her, was that the AVX situation rectified a lot about how Hope felt about Wanda because with Wanda, mm-hmm. she reconstituted the X-gene. Um, and mm-hmm. new mutants could be activated thanks to her. So they squashed everything. Um, and so her dying on Krakoa is not a good look to her. And especially it's not a good look that the council would tell her, would deem to tell her that you need approval to do anything. When she's like, actually, we're not under any legal legal constraints. You follow no rules. You just take your suggestions, suck my dick. I do what I want. And what I want to do is resurrect person who to her, has paid her dues well enough. Amen. Um, so we need to move. We need. We need. We need to go to the next book. So like, the next we, topic. We We would be yeah. here forever. <laughs> so locking in, Deladine did that shit. Okay. <laughs> Marauders twenty six. Fun times. So this cover has. Um, Sissy Bobby as shooting ice into Fin Fang Foom's mouth. Um, mm, that's so, not imagery. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's bitch, not a metaphor. Bitch. That's... <laughs> bitch, you are not, bitch, not Sissy Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> we down to the pits of hell. Not Sissy Bobby. <laughs> because Brown Bobby's the other Bobby. All right, so we <laughs> we open this book with um, uh, Emma Frost and Sebastian Shaw sitting here talking to Harry Leland, um, who was uh, freshly resurrected because he had died, um, and then he we see that uh, Nimrod is attacking them, and then they're they defeat Nimrod and. Um, open up a, a Krakoan gate in this building that they're in uh, and have Leland walk walk through it um, as their way of sort of introducing the concept of Krakoa to him. Uh, because apparently when he woke up from uh, being resurrected, he just spazzed all the way the fuck out. They couldn't control him. So they had to like slowly introduce him back into the real world because he had died a long time ago. Uh, so... Uh, Sebastian Shaw and uh, Emma Frost introduced the concept of making Harry Leland the UN ambassador for Krakoa, which sounds absurd, but um, Harry Leland is really only good for being a politician in much the same way that unfortunately you have to say Sebastian Shaw also um, and Emma Frost is their supporting documents. Um then we go over to um, a flying ship that 
uh, Kate Pride is captaining with Callisto, Lockheed, uh, Sissy Bobby, and uh, his boyfriend, Christian Frost, uh, escorting Krakoan liquor uh, to Madripoor. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, we see Fin Fang Foom drop out of the sky and starts attacking them in uh, Fin Fang Foom, uh, AKA uh, Godzilla fashion. Um, Sissy Bobby uh, starts attacking back um, as the uh, Omega on the team, uh, trying to uh, trying to uh, attack. Uh, I'm sorry, defend against Fin Fang Foom. He eventually gets eaten and um, then expands out of Fin Fang Foom's ass, apparently, and turns into giant size, literally giant size, uh, Sissy Bobby, and punches the shit out of Fin Fang Foom. Um, Fin Fang Foom, I hate saying his fucking name, uh, <laughs> ends up melting Bobby um, and then realizes that Bobby is the Omega bad bitch and fire ain't gonna do shit but piss him the fuck off. So he comes back much, much bigger this time and punches the fuck out of um, Dragon Nigger and sends him packing. Um, then they, uh, then Kate is like, all right, so let's get this shit back on the road to Madripoor. Um, and uh, Bobby says that he doesn't want to do that. He wants to go exploring um, as giant-sized Bobby. We pan back over to um, Harry Leland and Sebastian Shaw being real, like, homoerotic for, like, white, white nigga reasons. It's very confusing. Um, and end up sinking each other down into, uh, into Krakoa. Um, Emma Frost as some sort of weird like dick measuring contest. I don't fucking know. Um, and then Emma Frost sends a notice to Harry detailing the specifics of the time that he has been missing where the fuck he's been uh, since he has been dead a long ass time um, since they don't want to reveal the secret of the resurrection protocols um, and instructs him on how to uh, conduct himself conduct himself as the Krakoan ambassador to the UN. Uh, it is revealed that Shinobi Shaw is actually Harry Leland's son, um, but uh, Sebastian Shaw sort of like claimed him um, because apparently they were fucking the same woman. Good for her. I hope she got paid a whole lot of money. A whole, whole lot of money. Oh, she um, cash. <laughs> and uh, then Harry Leland uh, decides to claim his son. Uh, then we pan over to the UN where the British are being mad, disrespectful, and racist uh, before uh, Harry Leland walks in and uh, claims his seat as the UN ambassador. Um, then in the final page of the comic, we see, I think this is Lord of Chantel, but don't quote me. Um, in Paris, no, I'm sorry, in Washington Square Park um, at a Krakoan gate, uh, and somebody, like, tries to pick a fight with her, uh, and she kicks him the fuck out the way and appears to be walking through a Krakoan gate. Uh, and that's where the comic ends. You're a boss. You know, those are the vibes. You love it. Beating up racists. 
Hey. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely a very homoerotic comic this week. Um, Iceman busting loads in people's mouths and, like, uh, you know, Leland and fucking Sebastian basically dick magic and they used to do like key parties with each other run I Eiffel Towers. They, I think they used to like be fake buddies. Yeah. They uh I what did they do in Britain? I could, they, I could see them frauding a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will they, say that it totally went over my head that 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 that's what happened. That like he revealed that like that nigga was his son. So like Shinobi Leland, like girl stand up. <laughs> It's it's yeah, but that makes more sense because Shinobi's power definitely more aligns with Leland's than Sebastian's, but whatever. You know, it's so crazy it, that like I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say nothing. I was gonna say you know if it is his will, let it be the way. And I actually have the X Men comic where Leland dies. Um, is in my storage unit, but just like I think the part that like my moment of one of my moments in each book was like well beyond the bobby fight i'm glad that bobby's like taking the onus of his powers because like what he went through with emma Emma frost in the past um when he when emma was in that coma she took over his body and then with um bobby meeting his future self during the battle of the atom and met the ice wizard it's all like how far his powers can go um i'm happy for bobby finding his own way but like i was really happy to see harry leave and like Mm -hmm. how happy that harry was just like oh my God, like, we did it. Like, we made Utopia for us. Like, we did it. Like, and it always looks great when you see these scenes and you have the mutants all flying around and shit and being, like, mutants and shit. But it was like, it was like okay. And, like, you know, I would think that, like, Harry would be my first pick for the UN ambassador, but, you know, Emma's always thinking 10 steps of everybody else. Mm-hmm. She, she's, she's, like, using people like tokens. And I really, I love her for that. Um, Sis is not going down without a fight. She's placing people in specific moments. I'm waiting for that trap to like hit everyone because she's setting up a bear trap to clearly for that they can't dispose of her even if they get the bolts. Um, mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think in particular with Bobby's feet here, I think they realize very much that they don't have his Omega level miracles, his feet. You know, as Aurora, the queen, the goddess says that, you know, Omega's traffic and casual miracles. And Bobby has never really had a big one. It was a nice thing to see him, like, grow to a giant size and beat up a dude. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, comparatively to what I know an Omega can do, I'm like, I gotta see him do more than that. What he just did, that's, like, high alpha level. It's not necessarily me saying you and Omega it's- just yet. It's giving what Sunfire can do. Yeah. In opposite. And I feel like he reached his like Age of Apocalypse level. Cause his Age of Apocalypse version was much stronger than the Bobby that existed in six one six. Like 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 Age of Apocalypse Bobby was like no fun at all. That nigga was like mm-hmm. like mean as fuck. And he ain't give a fuck about who he had to kill. Like the nigga got it done. So like I'm kinda glad that he's there, but it's like it's it's a moment, but I feel like we're going to get more. So good for Bobby. Um, of course, we don't have to mention Fin, fin Fang Foon's fucking veneers again. He was Just definitely giving Mimi. He was definitely giving Mimi leaks. They're done. 
they're done. <laughs> Talking about she cleared a Trump check. Get, girl, don't nobody care. <laughs> very rich bitch, and that's what Fin Fang Foon was saying. Right. <laughs> and, and, and Bobby said it like Sheree. I remember you when you had the rotted teeth. Yeah, like, like why did they they gave him teeth like those fish you find with the human teeth? It was like really like disturbing for me. I was like, why is his teeth so big? Like, where are your dragon teeth? Why you gotta have like, like human teeth? And then like you got the best set of veneers out of like Miami. Like, girl, what is this? Like, what is this? Like, girl, daughter, what is this? Girl, I didn't like it at all. I don't like. I like. I like them teeth. None of that. And I'm tired. Of, and I'm tired of Russell Dalderman doing the fucking cover. He's not inside of the book. Child, it makes me sad. You know, it makes me very sad. He's busy so. doing Inferno. Mm. Don't we all wish Inferno was happening right now? Don't we all wish? That we this all was wish. Inferno? I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we all wish. I'm sad. We all wish. Or, I'm so mad. I, I wanted I'm this so bad. What, I'm confused what Destiny of X is going to be because I'm sure that that's going to be the post X lives X deaths of Wolverine bullshit. We're going to see Bobby soon. You know they love shoehorning Bobby and something. They probably want to do Age of Apocalypse Bobby and then current Bobby. And we'll probably get some Ice Wizard shit. Because that's the only things you can remember about Bobby. Yeah. Like Bobby doesn't have that many great moments. He's not that special of a boy. Um, he's one step right. above the Twink Wiccan. He's the Ice Twink. Um, and that's all you can really say about him. Uh, one chop. Anything else? <laughs> no, I'm I, I'm I'm actually good with Marauder. I want, but I I will say, Harry Leland, welcome back, sis. So good to see you. We need we need oh, another thick brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they they're building to something. I don't know what Lourdes is about to do, but I hope she unravels the fuck out of Sebastian. I hope so too. And this is like the mm-hmm. second or third time we saw her kind of yeah. like around certain areas and kind of like fending right. off you know, like some anti-mutant shit. So I don't know if they're having her, because the first I, time, yeah, because the first time she was in front of the X-Men treehouse, and then that guy had uh-huh. that, like, that mazel tov, and he was going to burn the treehouse down, and then she kind of intervened. And then... <laughs> mazel tov? What, what did I say? <laughs> mazel tov. Mazel tov. Oh, so, my fault. Well, he had that damn thing with the bottle, and he set the shit on fire, and then you throw it. But whatever. So I think I go ahead, Fran. I'm sorry. (laughs) So I think what's happening is that like the thing that we that we like are slightly forgetting is that 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 uh, Kingpin event is about to happen and the X Men are in it because Emma Frost worked with Kingpin in the past and Lord Chantal was dropped off to him. So because she had to hide him after like they faked her death to get her away from uh, Sebastian Shaw's abusive ass. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I think that like what may be coming is that crossover event, and I think it may land in Marauders or be adjacent to it or something. But Emma is definitely in the promotion material for that upcoming event. Yeah, she's someone. Um, What's the plot line serious. for that? I wasn't paying attention to it. Um. So ba- yeah. Go ahead, friend. Okay. So basically, there's an event coming up involving like Kingpin like taking over New York City or some bullshit. It's called Devil's Reign. Yeah, it's called Devil's Reign. It's um, no, it's essentially um, Dark Reign, but this time with Kingpin. 
Right. Mm. So like Emma's like definitely involved because she used to work with him. But I know, but I also know that like because uh, he Emma used Lourdes to like you know to help him with his like promoted um, adventures and things that that like this may be a leader to that like you know connect or whatever. But I don't know if they are doing it like an explicit. I know they're doing an X Men book, I think, but I don't think they're doing like a, a Marauders book in particular. But I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. We shall see. So, yeah, I think for now we can continue. The Devil's Ring thing sounds meh. They haven't really been doing a lot of street level things in a while for that to really feel like it's going to be great. The whole thing about Dark Reign was that, like, it was street level people and street level shit still mattered. Um, right. But in that case, uh, any other comments, questions, concerns regarding Marauders? No. Okay. So it's now time for us to discuss the new mutants. Um, really fantastic book this week. It was so sad. Uh, so uh, the new mutants begins with the mutant circuit. Um, we last left off with the new mutants and the Lost Club um, being trapped in the Shadow King's little world where he's torturing them by showing them failure after failure and laws after loss um, like hundreds, like dozens of times until it breaks them as people. Um, that's when the Lost Club comes upon them and forms a mutant circuit combining no gross telepathy with um, just about every single one of their abilities so that they can enter uh, like an astral plane dimension and they can interact with whatever's going on in there. They fall into a world and because it's the mental world that they all now have different variations on what they look like that's more based off of how they perceive themselves. Um, I'm trying to remember what that water boy's name is. I just been calling him Water Boy. I feel like that's his name. Rain Boy. Rain Boy. Okay, so Rain Boy is given hair because he perceives himself as hair, but with hair. But in the same vein, he does not perceive himself in a human form. His mutant self is who he is on the inside, and so he projects himself as the liquid-based Rain Boy. Um, no girl, coincidentally, is the biggest change in that no girl receives her full body back. She's bald with a little clear cranium where her brain is. But she has her uniform. In fact, she has the uniform of a, a cuckoo, which is an interesting adaptation, uh, considering she went to class with the cuckoos. Um, but Anol gets in that world. He looks like himself. Uh, and everyone else manifests all there. We get a data page with the Shadow King and the Mal Farouk going back to back and arguing with one another. Um, they're debating on whether or not Amal will be saved in this situation if Shadow King has secured his next host. Amal is clearly traumatized from the experience once and gone. Uh, but Shadow King just highlights that even if they succeed, they're just going to kill you. And so there's no hope here. You should just give up and hope that I win. Um, instead, Amal is determined to get rid of the Shadow King and help out the X-Men so that they can rectify whatever's going on. Um, the actual new mutants come across a mystical little bubble 
that is filled with their lost club, they enter it and break out of the illusion that is continuously torturing them. Um, when they remanifest, they come upon the labyrinth leading into Amalfu's mind or the Shadow King, one and the same. They're both the same thing right now. Um, they go through the paths and they follow it until they come across a lost club. Together, they discuss what's going on and kind of come to a disagreement on how to resolve the thing with the Shadow King, with magic and the rest of them thinking that this is Shadow King showing who he truly is. There's no fixing him. He is the problem. So that they have to kill him. In fact, magic is imploring her abilities as a war captain to declare that killing Shadow King is the operation that they have to do. On the other side, Scout and the rest of them are being youthful and they're stating that who he is is a result of the trauma that he's experiencing and the viciousness of the Shadow King. She says that it's not right what he did to Karma or to Rain or to Scout. Um, but at the same time, he had no control over what was happening, no more than Rain had control over bringing Scout to him to die. Um, they continue on like that until Rain disappears. And she shows off the fact that she never lost her secondary mutation. She's always still had it. And she turns into a pack of wolves, which is, again, what I think is a very oracle power and really cool. And I'm happy Sis got some new things she can do because it's turning into a dog kind of mid, honestly. Uh, they go into a battle. They try to get rid of the wolves. They don't want to hurt it, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone forms a new mutant circuit, which looks like an angel, um, in order to best the Shadow King. Um, they kind of fail and all falls apart when they go up against them. And they do a bit of psychic battle back and forth, back and forth, until the Lost Club stands up to him as well. Um, in this fight, the Shadow King kind of drags Rain for letting her son, quote unquote, die, which is a weird thing, but it's very much in line with Rain and how she feels about the entire situation. Um, Rain wasn't really responsible for the death of her child. The first time he was killed by Guido, and the second time he was killed as, as a result of Sabretooth's deal being broken. Um, so they finally decide to execute Shadow King um and trying to find a way to separate both the shadow king from amal and they succeed using the soul sword they get rid of him and while they're gearing up for amal for root to stand up against them and fight them he breaks down to tears and apologizes to them for everything that he's ever done um and that's where the comic ends right there now how i describe it is way too fast-paced and way too uh you know convoluted but i think there's a heart to this that is speaking to the major issue, I think, underlying this, which is how do you go about handling someone who's done wrong to you? In this situation, I think, since last issue, they were discussing the case of what do you do against humanity when humanity wants to destroy you? Um, and basically, the Lost Club, in fighting for Amal and trying to save him and to give him the benefit of the doubt to show that he's better than the circumstances that kind of led to him being like this, that they inevitably have a reason to not want to destroy him on an individual level, which is he's every bit a victim of what's going on around him as the Shadow King has made out of, like, Scout, who's an assassin, or Magic, who was the victim of the Belasco situation, or Karma, who was, I believe she was an assassin before she was an X-Men. It was a whole convoluted thing, I think, about Karma, which 
where she came from, but they all came from like really fucked up situations and they were not responsible for it because they were kids. And kind of in the same vein, Amal has never stopped being a kid. A kid. I think um, the one big glaring thing that confused the fuck out of me uh-huh, uh-huh. was how do these mutant circuits in New Mutants work? I'm so confused how these powers combine to make it like Rain Boy's power did what part of this? I understand Cosmara and No No Girl making sense right. of getting them into the astral um, astral plane, but like, what does Anoli have to do with that? Help me understand because yeah, I'm so yeah. confused. Yeah, because I was mad confused. I was like, "What the fuck? The water do with astral projection?" <laughs> <laughs> I think they were like, "Like what? Like conductivity or something, right?" Yeah, he like was a conductor. Yeah, something yeah, with conductivity. So because his entire brain is in all of his body, I think that was the thing of saying that he covers them to make the connection between all of them stay like there so they can get in but not get trapped like magic in them were. So it was basically just um tying each other to one another so they could dive on in there um safely. Like he was like, you know, the security uh rope going into the portal i guess really he didn't really need to do anything we're just saying he did yeah really cosmar and no girl could have just did that by themselves and yeah he, everybody got that, it everybody would have been fine right everybody got yeah, the metal for he, showing up yeah he could have just added refreshments <laughs> and i actually I think, have a, it, mm-hmm. i don't get i'm talking go ahead I'm just saying that I think maybe he was just in like a cerebral situation. Like, you know, like, you know how, um, what's his name? Blob? Not Blob, Blob. Glob, uh, Glob himself. Glob Herman. Glob Herman. Glob Herman. You know, his power is seemingly he's just like a gelatin dude in a gelatin body that's flammable. But then they reveal, like, in the Age of X Men, which is like his power is actually more than that. His physiology is like naturally resilient to psionics. And so he can't have his mind really messed with. I think that's what they're trying to say. The same thing about like Rain Boy, which is his body is conducted towards like telepathy within himself. So he's like a jar. So you have to be in him to kind of like do stuff to him, I guess. Oh, I know that feeling. Ooh, just like a bottom. I know that go. feeling. Amen. Bless Astral his heart. Glide. Let's go. That, that's delicious. That should be his name, Astro Glide. Not Rainbow. No, 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 no. no we don't no. like Astro No. Yeah, let's just no. no. See, see, see how, see how violent, so violent you are. That's how violent you are that you would suggest Astro Glide on such a top tier level podcast as we are. I know <laughs> we are high quality, but sometimes you gotta muck around in the dirt. You know, no, I'm, not no, in that no, way. No, not no. In that. Girl, what I are you doing? Under, I don't mic, want that. Under, I don't. <laughs> Shaka Khan is losing it again. Shaka Khan is losing it again. Cut Shaka the mic, please. Girl. What are you saying, Henry? Oh, but I have a theory. So what Mm -hmm. I I would love to see after this is that uh, Shadow King is reincarnated as himself as a kid and he joins Mm -hmm. the new I wanted that too. Yeah, I was thinking that that would be the next step, the next best step. This is how right. you rehabilitate a character who is villainous. Because I remember right. Tevin, and Tevin, if you listen to this nigga, 
I, I, I'm calling you out right now because Tevin was super big about like why is Shadow King allowed on Krakoa? He shouldn't be. If the storm, storm probably doesn't even know he's here because if Storm knew he was here, he wouldn't get away with it because basically he is a result of like every bad thing in like Storm's early childhood. He took advantage of a small child, turned into a thief. He was forcing her to run up and down Cairo, robbing people and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but like you can also think about like this. He taught everything we like about Storm as a person is because of him. Like, I don't think that the Shadow King did not, like, have a fatherly, fatherly instinct. No, not the Shadow King. Amal. Amal himself did not have a fatherly instinct towards Storm. And he's probably the one who taught her how to use knives. He's probably the one who taught her how to steal. He's probably the one that gave her everything that she uses outside of her powers. Um, she, but at the actually same... mm-hmm. she, she actually learned how to steal from um, Akhmed Delgarb, whatever the fuck his name is. Wasn't he an Asian of his though? I'm trying to remember the timeline of like, because you know, Storm's timeline is all over the place sometimes in terms of that era. That small little, like, I want to say she was in Cairo for four years, four to like five years um, before she went to Kenya. She was like a preteen by the time she got to Kenya. So in that time span, Amal had possession of her as one of his thieves. They don't say how long that lasted, but it was long enough for her to both fear him and respect him as a leader. In some way, shape, or form, he's impactful to her training, her rearing, and her education. Because Storm never went to school. Hate to break it to everyone. Storm never went to school. So within that, I feel like Tevin and them were just like, Oh, as the monster that Storm has always feared is like, what does it mean that he is on the island? And I was like, I think that they're going to get into that. And I think that they're going to explain that it was going to take some work, but they're going to try to rehabilitate um, the Shadow King some way. And I think this is the only good way that they can do it. They took the Shadow King narrative and they went with it, not so much saying like he's absolved of everything he did to Shadow King, but going like, how much choice did he actually have? And what would Shadow King, what would Amal choose to be if he had the freedom of choice? Right. Because I think also too, I think like I wanna and I wanna I wanna think the same thing already happened again and immediately with Malice too. I think that they are going through a point of like some characters are gonna be because Malice was resurrected in the actual body from being just a psychic presence. Mm-hmm. So I think that like with Shadow King with Amal for let me let me not even go long on check, Amal Farouk. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. he's going to be given a second chance, but I think he's going to return to his child size so he can, like, really get a chance to live his life again. Because, like, the Shadow King was just, like, you know, like, it's like somebody in the back of your mind coaching you through your whole life. It's, it's, like, it's like, imagine I can go back to the beginning of my life and not have any of the trauma, and I can grow through my life naturally again. And maybe he may even, like, ask that, like, maybe you delete some of my memories. And mm-hmm. just start off as a brand new kid. So I get a whole second chance. They easily can like you know, like they can do editing and, and, and resurrection. So that would be very interesting. I want to see what's going to happen next. Like I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for you, Amal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Mm-hmm. Definitely reading New Mutants, even though it's not one of my most favorable series uh, comics of this series, or you know this era, or whatever. I definitely feel like he definitely deserved how they, you know, they showed the trauma that the Shadow King put him 
deserve. I definitely feel like he deserves a second chance because it's not the worst that a child just, you know, having their whole childhood stripped away because right. of, you know, a predator, which is, we just don't Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, I would like to see that as well and get another chance and the chance to be a kid again on the pole around a whole, you know, a bunch of other mutant kids. So, right. I definitely think that's where it's going because that's the that's where we left off in terms of the argument. Like when we learn about the resurrection protocols and the crucible and the kids going like, you know, I want to change in some way, shape, or form. What would happen if I want to change or something? Like the fact that um, Kasimar went into the world and she still kind of looked like that. I think right. it's a statement more than so. I think when they walk in there and they saw this, oh, sorry. Uh, this is what you look like on the inside. This is who your mind represents. So Cosmar, when you turned yourself into this, on some level, you felt like this. Right. Um, no girl completely took her, looked at herself. And no girl had the best argument for why she felt that she should be allowed to resurrect. She's like, I didn't choose his name. Y'all gave it to me as some sort of weird, sick badge. And I never had a say in that. Or like, I would brutalize the worst out of any mutant here. And she was. She was like, they stripped me of my body and put me into a tube to abuse and use me for my power. That's disgusting what they did to me. And I'm like, good point. She should be allowed to do the crucible. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think and the thing is like... Oh, Silo Bell... I, I was just going to say that she looked a lot like uh, yes. Silo Bell from mm-hmm. the House of X Powers of Ten. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that too when I first saw her. I was like, she looks very familiar. Then I went back and looked too. And I feel yeah. like what New Mutants is doing is it's a book about childhood trauma. That's what it's really mm-hmm. about. Especially with Magic being more censored in those one, because y'all know how I feel about like her storyline with Belasco and what went down in that whole situation. It's like one of the most sickest things ever. And the fact that Amal was like, my worst fear, I wasn't showing you guys your fears. I was showing you my worst fear. And that fear in particular and how you connected to Magic is like what you went through. It's like it's not like I'm saying like I'm afraid of that you going through that again because I feel bad for you as a woman. I feel bad about what you went through because I went through it. Like that moment was the important part. Um, I'm really right. happy that they highlighted a lot more of that as we get ready for. Uh, I think it's not Infernal too, but I know that um, you know Magic is going back to Limbo and her and Madeline are going to fight it out for the, su- the sorcerer supremacy of Limbo. Um, you Ooh, know, I like that. I hate seeing my two baddies fight. You know, I hate seeing two baddies fight, but you know, in the end, you must a- absolutely you gotta mm-hmm. like fight it out. There's only one supreme, and you two are two of the baddest demon witches in mutant kind. I'm sorry, Selena and, gave and up her uh, her throne. You two gotta let's bring it back around. Like, Wanda, even Madeline Pryor's more responsible for her powers than you are. Like, girl, wake it up. Let me tell you, and rereading Inferno, because I've reread like the first Inferno, because I've reread that like nine times. Like, for a bitch to sit there, and she's fresh into her powers, for a bitch to sit there, and even though it's fucked up, like, you're, you're basically creating a gate in order for demons to come through in order for you to sacrifice your son or use your son as a sacrifice. Like, it's fucked up, but it's like the level of power that she had 
in the control, like Wanda. Mm-hmm. Like come, the fuck, like, come the fuck on. Like, that was a big-ass gate. And then you, right. you had to think, like, the Empire State Building, like, that shit grew, like, 20 more feet. Right. You know what? And I would say it was a metaphor for postpartum depression. Um, retroactively, that's what I'm going yeah. to excuse it for. She and was then, going through it. She has postpartum. She was like, I can't be a good mother. My husband can't even stay. Left me for that redhead motherfucking whore. Can't stand her. And, like, you know, you're, you're, you are her, baby. <laughs> But right. you know, yeah, she took on say, like not, she took on like three different teams of X Men. Like you have to think, like that's that ain't no easy feat. Like they had some heavy hitters, some serious. I'm gonna just hitters. say that we know how the witchcraft color wheel works. There's a color for every you know major aspect of witchcraft, and I'm just putting it out there. Madeline is known as the Red Queen. If anyone's read the the, the Scarlet Witch solo series, you know how that works. There's a color for every aspect of witchcraft. There's the Oi Master, which represents teal. You know, there is the, I forget how it is in Spanish, but the Cuban indigo warlock, who was like, I'm neither bad nor good. I do whatever serves me, but I serve my community first. You know, bars, that dude represents something. Um, there's a different color. I was like, you know, mutant kind kind of deserves one. If mutant kind yeah, needs someone to outpace the Scarlet Witch, I choose Madeline Pryor. I know she did some bad things, but you can't deny style. You know, that underboob crop top, that's a look. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was 20 years, it was 30 years ahead of its time. Visionary. You can't argue with results. And mama does. She's the better gene. Mm -hmm. She is to me. But she definitely doesn't miss Pilates either, because that body be on that. Snatched. On point. What waste? For the God. For the God. We love her son. You know, aspects of her son. You know, I can't help but think that if Madeline was more present in her son's life, he would have ended up better. I agree. And not a cop. Would have been a wizard wow. instead. Wow, that's T. Wizard Nathan, Nate, uh, Nate Summers would have been the best Nate Summers. Because mm-hmm. he could just wow. magically control the techno organic virus or, you know, get rid of it finally because mm-hmm. he can just do that. Um, and then just, you know, be the baddest, baddest nigga next to his badass mama. Yes, exactly. Havoc wouldn't be terrible. Lots of things get fixed if you fix this one thing. Um, that's all we're saying right now. And, you know, Ileana, no, no sweat against you. No, we're still rooting for you, baby. You know, you are our favorite lesbian. <laughs> we love you. We love your stepping disc portals. We love that you are not racist. Um, we love your brother. We love your sword. We love how you traumatize a little girl. You know, it's really, really big. It's two little girls, actually. Two little girls. Um, I often talk about like how Ileana is so well like loved by the community that we do not ever highlight that she did that to Pixie. We talk about every other character. We talk about Emma Frost in X twenty three. We talk about everything Gene did to Rachel. Hell, we might even sometimes bring up that Storm not always a nice person, um, but she does prefer. Her, her fake daughters over her fake son, Gentle. She barely checks in on him. She loves him down, but, you know, children should be able to raise themselves. Except Chimera. Fuck that girl. Uh, <laughs> but we don't talk about what magic did to Pixie. And, you know, it's because, like, sometimes you, you just don't like kids. I mean, Sapna is still technically trapped in the soul store. Where she belongs. 
where she belongs. Honestly, I, I she did nothing wrong to me. Honestly, work. <laughs> she did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Sap- nothing wrong with what she did. Putting children into magical prisons, finding their souls there. It's just daycare. Sapna could sub in for Cypher at some point in time. Or could just hop on over to Araco and help them help Araco talk. Because she exactly. is the only other omnilingual uh, mutant. You know, this exactly. Abandoned, this is the abandoned Red Root uh, with Mad Jim Jasper. Just abandon her. She is in prison. Oh, they left you for, right, oh, they left you for dead. We her power seems so cool. It probably I would, I didn't even get a chance. Her sword was the best one, honestly, to me. That's so sad, sweetie. Yeah, they left that whole Should have been quicker than that. Um, but yeah, so I'm rooting for Amal. I hope this crucible happens. I I'm kind of who do you want to do his crucible if he gets the opportunity? Um, I was ooh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that would be only fair. Yeah, that would be great narratively to see like Charles coming down from his high horse and going, I do agree with this crucible and I'm going to help you out with this. Does um, he have the cerebral sword back? No, um, no. uh, Mikhail well, still has it. Yeah, we forget that shit even existed. I was going to say Storm, that's there I mean, also. I can see, yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I could see it going either way, but I can more so lean towards Charles. Just because of their history and all them damn psychic battles they done had. They um, love a psychic battle, but I feel like do. for me, in the narrative of who the Shadow King is, and Storm coming down, in terms of everyone going like, remember what he did to Storm? I think it would resolve that situation finally to be the full and complete resolution of his character as Storm comes down um, and entertains his crucible. Uh, goes all out, because honestly, a telepath as powerful as for Amal, you know, we give Storm's mental defenses a lot. I'm going to give it that Amal's psychic abilities is one of the few because he knows her so well. And he probably because he's already been in there. You can't tell me he wasn't torturing her when she was a kid. I don't believe that. I know she knows the back doors into her head. Um, I'm going to say it would be quote unquote a fair fight just because telepaths cheat. Telepaths cheat all the time. It's not a fair power. So I would say that, but I think in the moment when she does kill him, it will be the cathartic moment. And then she also yeah. gets to be the person who hails him. Yeah. As a new life. Yeah. And That's, she always um, say something say something poetic like, May the goddess rest your soul, young child. <laughs> or some bullshit. You know, she's always eloquent. Always. I almost would prefer Charles to send him into to like end him in the crucible to then see that moment with Storm so that then they both have a, uh, a closure uh-huh. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we hate Charles, but still. Yeah. We, we never all this. We'd be writing for Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I already and like, collecting shadows from Marvel. I mean, expect right. for Storm already. Hiring. It's prepared. It's ready for a submission. If you guys are listening right now. I can email you. I promise to be nicer. I won't talk about, you know, sex too much. Um, Lies. Okay, you're going to put Astroglide in your damn store. Astroglide is going to be Storm's new sidekick. 
um, he is going to be have the power to control space. And so you're, you're, so, you're, so you're going to say, you're going to say of like get rid of uh, what's his name manifold like that? That feels racist, right? You no, know, I still think, I still think somewhere along the line, either it's manifold and Storm's child. Or something along like I feel like they make Bishop. I just feel like it. No, like we together... know Bishop's parents are are not. We have Bishop's parents' names, but it's though his grandparents. One of them is um, Gateway. We know that for sure, and we mm-hmm. believe Storm is another, but we don't know who's who. Oh. Hmm. It's a mystery. Yes, yes, it is. So, okay, that's all for the new mutants. Can't wait to see how they resolve this. Hopefully, Doc can apologize to Scout for being such a bad big brother. Oh, um, I'm so tired of her. Scout deserved better, and he really was being she a really terrible does. big brother. He was being a terrible big brother. I'm happy no girl cussed him the fuck out. He was terrible. Damn. I hope I no girl and Cosmar are the ones who crucible each other. Because just because Marat said no doesn't mean they don't understand. But I do hope that their crucible um, is one that is of equals. They both had something they wanted. And it's like whoever is the strongest one in, in this situation that comes out on victory is the one who has to live with whatever happened. And that's on period. That's on Cosmar, period. Cosmar, you can that's fix yourself. You just don't know how to yet. And I think it's important for you to learn. I hope she does no well because uh, just give her a, a Silo Bell body. I don't know why. I don't I know why she resurrects into Silo Bell. I hope she resurrects because I'm not no girl anymore. Call me Silo Bell. Yeah, they they, they did sister. She should be back in the actual body by now. Like and I, and the things I don't know why that wasn't even like a thought even like and when she said it like I think everybody like clearly agrees. That is some ass that like she's not in a cost like she's not in her full body yet. But like y'all haven't even moved around to that like at all. The only one who did was Zero. Like Zero was the only one who considered, hey, everyone just kind of walks around you like you're not here. Um, do you want a body? And then he gave it to her. He's the only person right. to do that. And he was a fucking psychopath. <laughs> you know, sometimes it makes sense. He's one of that one of that group that we don't talk about. Because only oh, the one five? of the members we speak is... about Oya all the time. Oya gets our respect. <laughs> we love yeah. her, but we don't count. I don't count her as part of that group because I don't acknowledge that group existing. You don't like Zero? You don't acknowledge Zero existed? I think Zero was a good mm-hmm. villain. His power was gross to me, so I never really. He would have been. Wait, he was what? a very. Hmm? What Zero are we talking about? Zero is one of the five. He had the power. He was the representative on the team who stood for Jean Grey's power, except he's like psychokinetic in the way that he can only control his body. Um, he becomes like he turns he turns into like this Akira style monster where his body just shape shifts into like scabs and mo- like fleshy it's like techno bio stuff. Techno bio telekinesis, like he just generates like techno organic like constructs in his body like he can also like inhibit telepathy he can make like phone jacks and jab it to the base of your spine and he connects you telepathically through that um, 
So basically, he's just like, he controls his body. And he only looks like that because his mind made him like that. But his power is activated. He lashed out, lost full form. But then when he was given the opportunity to recreate himself, he made himself into a monster. And he was like, I could have made myself as an artist. I could have made myself into any number of beautiful things. I made myself into this. And it was like, because you're fucking crazy. That's why it happened like that. You are a monster inside. And so you turned yourself to a monster on the outside. But New Mutants, let's settle it there and get ready for our circuit party. Dante, take it away. All right, this is my first circuit party. I'm excited. All right, so <laughs> um, today, since we um, just got a little bit of a snippet from uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, we will be discussing Spider-Man. And... Oftentimes, we think about the allyship with the X-Men, and we wonder, you know, who's really on the X-Men side, who's, you know, who, who's basically going to look out for them when they need looking out for them. So, um, we wonder where Spider-Man fits into that. Do we consider Spider-Man to be an ally to mutants? And do we think that he would fit into a new world order of mutants? So what do you guys think? Do you think that he would be an ally or do you think that he would be with the ops? I think Peter Parker is uh, with the ops. Um, Peter Parker was also the young man that during House of M where everybody got what their greatest desire was his desire was to masquerade as a mutant. Um, so there's that. Um, Peter Parker also routinely works with um, Reed Richards. Routinely. Reed Richards famously uh, hates mutants. Um, he also works with the Avengers a lot. I don't know. Miles is good. Yeah, Miles is good. Yeah, Peter, you now, watch. Can't <laughs> Um, I don't trust any of the Spider people, including Miles, in this situation. I think Miles may have a level level of compassion because he's, of course, of a minority group and he's bisexual. But I do feel like the Spider people, under the influence of Madam Web, just can't be trusted, in my opinion. I think the problem with the Spider people, and I think this is the problem with all the heroic Spider people, is that like you can't be everybody's friend. Like you are going to have to pick a line in the sand, and I think that that will cause a conflict with a lot of them. But I'm not saying that like Miles per se couldn't align with Krakoa, but I don't think that like Miles any less than Peter couldn't align with Krakoa either. But I think that like a lot of the situations with the Spider people is that like they have their own nexus of things going on all the time that they all are just like they're like that hippie like white friend is like I don't see color I love everyone you guys mm. are great <laughs> I, I, th I think I think that I think Miles will have more perspective because he's a because he's a he's a triple minority and I'm gonna say hippie ignoring what Rick Remender said ignoring what Rick Remender tried to do yeah definitely yeah like he's he's a he's a, he's a, a multi intersectional characters, I think he would have much more compassion for everyone, but I think that, like, 
I don't think that Miles will side in the most of it. Like he's like more like 90-10 on it. And like I feel like Peter may be like 70-30. But I don't think no any I don't think anybody in the Spider-Verse is a hundred percent any of it. So, so would you consider so would you consider Miles to be one of those people if something was to happen with Krakoa or mutants from Krakoa where they're facing like some type of anti-mutant hysteria or some shit like that. Do you think he would be one of those people that be like, that's sad, but that ain't got shit to do with me? Do you think he'd be it's, one of those or? It's, it's, it's very much giving the 198 during Civil War, we don't want no parts. And I feel like the Sparta people will be neutral. We disagree about Miles. <laughs> okay. Because oh, Miles... Okay. So- Go ahead, I will say, I yeah, I was Miles in particular. Showtime is not universe, like me right now. Showtime faces like no, girl, because like Miles <laughs> is the only one who actually has that mutant rights and stood up to someone over it. He has looked his father in his eye and called his father like a bigot, basically, for like mm-hmm. his father being anti-mutant, an anti-mutant cop. No, he's less. talking a white girl. No, True. he's not. He got he got a black girl, and he got an Indian girl. We trying to two. fuck Gwen in that. He trying to fuck Gwen in that movie. Mm. Drawing pictures of her. Okay. I'm saying, like, I'd like, I'd like, be, be mindful. You know, these, you know, I want to say something really problematic. Nope. Listen, listen. I listen. mean, I know. look at his voice actor. Rosa Parks should have took a cab. <laughs> that man has not. I still, I can't look at that man the same after he got on me just because I said he can't, he shouldn't play Static. And I thought a newer actor, a younger actor, someone fresher should play static because that's an opportunity for him to grow into the role and for him to explore Miles it Brown. in a way. Wait, 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 wait. Shamik Moore, the voice actor for Miles Morales and Into the Spider-Verse, got pissed at me because 2,000 people liked and retweeted the fact that I said that I don't think Shamik Moore should play um, static, not for any other reason other than the fact I think a new actor should play it. And then in that same vein, he says, I can't believe 2,000 people agree with this, period. And I was like, I think you should play Ebon. I think, I'm not saying oh, you should be involved with it, but I do think you should play Ebon because I think you'd be good, like, interpretation of that character. You damn celebrity. And he threw a whole oh, thing. He threw all the like, you don't know my destiny. And then, like, even now, like, last week or two weeks ago, he was like, oh. uh, retweet if you think I should play Static Shark. And I'm like, no one thinks you should play Static Shark. Oh, you like pushing no 30, baby. You pushing 30. No one. Why, why don't you said that to the group chat because you know I'm a messy bitch. What do you mean, dude? You, you, say, you, you focus too much on the wrong shit. Mm-hmm. You, focus on who got, you, you focus on the you focus on the damn news and who got the best news. We don't care about that. Mm. <laughs> this is a want to drag niggas too. Fuck. Right. This was a while ago. It was like a long while ago. It's before. It's never too late to drag people. You know what? You was right. It's never too late to drag people. This was even before I had my verified blue check. You know, um, it was a long time ago. Somebody even don't even think about it. But then oh when God. I see him on my timeline or when, like, even in the Spider-Verse, I'm like, I bring this up. If I say something right now about this. I was like, nah, I'm going to let the nigga live. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, he's still recuperating from the Rosa Park comments at the start of the fucking quarantine. I was like, his career was on life alert. This nigga didn't tweet for a year. He was gone. He had a song he was quote unquote about to drop in like a day when that happened. That shit, I didn't hear no static about that song since that. What do you say about Rosa Parks? Okay, so at the start of the pandemic, right, he was throwing a fit because people were protesting and in the protest, niggas got real, right? 
Um, uh-huh. And so he threw a whole fit about it. He said, you know, I went to the military academy when I was in high school. And, you know, I, I grew up in this. I just don't understand why we do this to our own. Because we're going to hurt our own community. And, and, and like, you're going to look it up. Like, I encourage y'all to look it up. Because it's everywhere. Because he thought, just because, he said, oh, I tweet all the time. And no one, like, retweets anything. I post my music. No one even, like, I don't get, like, more than 100 likes or 100 retweets. So no one's paying attention to me. That's why they're paying attention now. I'm like, because you're a high-profile oh, I do, person. I do, I do, I do remember that. Now. I do remember that. I do remember it that. It was, like, a bunch yeah. of that shit. So it was all of that. And, like... Literally, everyone was like, "You might get recast as Spider-Man, baby." I don't know what to tell Girl, you. Girl, they not. They it's didn't. Like, yeah, because culture is not a thing. <laughs> right, and I was thing. just like, it's, it's not, not that big of a thing. Like right now, people are trying to educate you. People are actually holding your hand, and like it's like one of the weird moments. People aren't just like you know telling you to go fuck yourself. You deserve death. People are sitting here and holding your hand and being very kind to you and saying like, "Yeah, you really just said some fucked up shit." Uh, and when he had a whole live where he was ranting, and everyone in the fucking live, because I was in there, was like, turn this off. Don't turn this off. Why are you here? Don't do this. Like, literally, like, you are ruining your career the longer you stay on here. Go off. Go call your friend. Like, his mentor or something, or his big brother, because you know how straight men are. That my big bro, I was saying talks to his, like, big brother in that uh, live, and all of us saying, like, you should shut this off and call him personally and have a conversation between you and him together just between you, like, don't have it on live, like, we don't care, we know you were just talking out your ass, just go. He got but a lot why, of sympathy. But why, but why take it that route when somebody is only trying to educate you on some shit that, okay, you may not, you may not be privy to certain information, or you may, have, you know, it's a lack of information, why take it that route? You know what I'm saying? Especially, like, with you being an actor and shit like that, like, you're you're just asking to be in the hole. <laughs> he was he was right. begging for it at that point. It was really sad, but in that entire moment, I was just like, I'm happy. I said you shouldn't be static. I was right. <laughs> I was right. Y'all know I love those that combination of words. I was right. Mm, delicious flavors is combined yeah. on my tongue. It's so good. Um, but yeah, he threw a whole fit because I just did not want him to be static. And I'm like, it's not anything against you. I like you, actually. He tried to soft block me. I followed him again. I said, fuck that, nigga. I like your work. I enjoy Into the Spider-Verse. I like you as an actor. I followed you since you were on fucking Cartoon Network. Uh, I know there's actually, I watched him back in the day when he was a teenager in quote-unquote military academy. You know, and I was like, I don't think you're a bad actor. I don't think you're bad for anything. I just don't think you you might just be too old for this role that you're imagining it to be right now. But you're not too old to be a participant in it. I think you will be a good Ebon or a rubber band man. I think you can sell that role really well of a someone, the character of Ebon, even though people don't seem to like the cartoon characters more than like the comic characters in the Dakotaverse. But I'm like, Ebon was a trailblazer for that cartoon. He's on the level of a Harley Quinn, of a character who deserves to be converted into the comic books because he represents an archetype of black man. He was a predatory mentor figure who was collecting people and taking advantage of their trauma and their experiences so that he can make himself stronger. He pretended to care about the community that he was holding, and he actually didn't. He just wanted power and ability to abuse it. That's an interesting character, no matter what you do with it. But Miles Morales, um, back to the circuit bar. Yeah, because I was going to say, so is there any, any other spider characters that we think is an ally or not an ally? Anybody Peter else? Parker thinks he's an ally. Peter Parker thinks he's doing enough, but he's actually well, not. 
Well, Peter Parker, like Showtime said, he's a mutant fisher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's mutant fishing. He was mutant fishing. I made yeah, a term, but... mutant fishing. And things like and things are so bad because I think the the scope of like why people like Peter and them are so dangerous because any children that they have are going to be incidentally mutant. It's like I don't understand. Like you would. That's why. Like I, that's why I always get so mystified about like the superhero mutant problem in the, in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. It's like if y'all conceive, y'all are automatically having mutants. Automatically. Mm-hmm. And it may not be like a necessarily. A, I guess it may not be a formal X gene, but you are still having a mutant child because the child is born with abilities, not like it's an inhuman. It's it's of a. Homo sapien superior situation. I don't. I, I don't get it. But I think. But like. I think that like Miles, once again, would have the better language, be the better one about it. But I think that like Miles, probably like girl, I ain't. I'm in it. I ain't in it. I think Spider. I got my milk magnesia queen. Might consider it. I feel like Miles Morales. He's black because too, right? he's mm-hmm. shown. Because Miles has shown that he will stand up for what's right, no matter if he breaks the law. I will say that definitely I'm locking in that he would side with the X-Men if something goes down. Because I mean, he, he killed is, Captain America. He was I'm, willing to do it because it was the right thing to I'm do. He said, it. fuck Nazis. Fuck. Mm-hmm. There's no middle ground. Miles Morales is like, fuck Nazis. I'm going to fuck with that shit. He said, this cradle law is stupid. I'm going to kick it with my homegirl, you know, Camilla Khan. We're going to go around and do our shit. Um... Yeah, and he chose to be the Spider-Man. Like, he chose to take up the mantle no matter what it might cost him. I feel like that's the case with him. And I also feel like it would be an interesting thing if they gave him an X-Gene. That would. Give Miles an X-Gene? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I mean, he's Spider-Man. I mean, he did come from, like, you know, the... uh, uh, what you call it, the ultimate universe where like, you know, mutants were a part of a Weapon X program. They weren't mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. So like, that could be like, let's say that like, someone set up the spider for the Weapon X program. We can retcon that, even though like the universe doesn't exist again anymore. Um, it, but it's like, it I would does. love to see that. I would love to see that. It does exist? Yeah, they, um, I want to say it was in Venom, but don't quote me. It may have accidentally been in Fantastic Four, where the maker um, shunted. You know how he he's his brain exists in all universes all at the same time. Mm-hmm. He figured out some way to shunt himself into the space that the Council of Reeds was in, and then into the alternate uh, the alternate universe because all of the Reeds there um, that were still able to access that space needed. Uh, were only respected if they were able to access their home universe, and so he was. He did it. Mm. The Council of Ricks strikes again. So <laughs> I think also it's just because the magical totem aspect of the Spider-Man thing leads me to want to suspect in some way that because that's a whole magical thing, that within the aspects of Miles, this is an is a variation that feels justified enough to say that he could potentially have an X gene. He just never checked or is hiding himself. Any number of things, pick a reason, but I think of characters who could actually be enhanced for by being included into the X-Men narrative, Miles Morales would be one of them. 
I would stand. Yeah, I think I'd be here for that. Give us a bomb ass black boy um, X Men that is or a mutant that isn't Bishop that already has like a big following. I'm with it. Also, we can get more into the fact that Peter Parker also taught at the Xavier Institute for a little bit. And his whole thing was, I'm here to teach you kids how to not perceive yourself strictly as a hero, only through what you contribute as an X-Men. Peter has always had a very loving and very accepted relationship with the X-Men. But I think that he fails when it comes to being an ally um, because he does not, like, ADX situation, Peter Parker didn't hesitate to side with the Avengers. He mm-hmm. thought he was doing quote unquote the right thing. And it's like, no, you weren't. And that's why he got asked me about magic and glosses. He kind of deserved that ass beating. But wasn't that like, wasn't that like superhero grooming at the hands of Tony Stark? Yeah. It was quite literally like, oh yeah, we we gave you everything you needed to know. We did all this for you. And like I know you were pretty cool with Kitty Pride and Bobby and the rest of them, but they're on the other side of that now. So like you kind of have to let that go you know and who who is tony stark's best friend reed richards see racism right there right yeah. there it's built in right i'm a very the much like a the white devil network the white i just want a character the white devil yeah. network a character needs a drag i feel like it needs to be kitty i need kitty to look at peter in the face and say that you were well, kitty- teenagers was it kitty and spidey dating in the ultimate universe yes Mm-hmm. And a few other like micro comics, like there was like some other things that were happening. And, like I think there were like one standoff comics of Kitty Pride and Spider Man just hanging out and being friends. And like I remember reading them. I was in like elementary, like middle school, elementary school in the library. Um, but oh, they oh, were oh you grew up rich. Too. You had access to comics. I didn't she have access also... to comics. I was I said library baby, library, she... library. Oh oh oh, you was that girl. You was that girl. Oh, in the teen section, girl. checking out I, the uh, hardbacks and kickbacks. Yes, I was. I, I yes, knew. I was. Hardbacks? You fucking mm. slut. I bet you were looking at the hardbacks, you fucking whore. Yes, I was. Who's in the polls right now? Let's see. Who's in the polls right now? I'm second behind, I'm second oh behind God, you. Don't doubt my power, baby. I'm, I'm right behind you. How, how is that? I'm po- sure I'm still in fourth place. Is the poll still going? The poll is still going. Because you're not online, Fred. That's the only reason why. I should, I should retweet like both of Showtime. <laughs> yeah, we should. We need to reaccess Showtime's power because they sleeping on it. They sleeping on it and they know they want it. They, they know it's juicy. He has, a lot, he has a lot of power. But that wraps up our circuit party for today. Um, any other thoughts and opinions or anything like that before we close? Um, Spider Gwen uh, is anti mutant. <laughs> That's it. With that hair, I believe. Um, I need, I need uh, Fin Fang Foom's dentist. <laughs> I would like a set of curly. That done. That done. That done. That done. That done. <laughs> <done. They're> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Dr. Showtime, anything? Um, no, not really. Um, Phoenix Song Echo is disgustingly gross. It's it's gross. Mm. I Never read did number the Phoenix two. It didn't get better. It it's didn't awful. get any better. I, I, I did. I did too. And I regretted every second of my life. It got worse. And then the cover was so misleading. Right. 
I haven't even read the first issue yet. Don't, 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 don't. don't. It's like the it's like the ring. Once you see it, you have to make seven other people read it too. Don't, <laughs> don't do it, please. Read it. God, don't do it. Don't read it, please. Oh my God! I probably please gotta finish the fucking thing because now I'm stuck. But like, yeah. <laughs> so outside of that, do you guys have any? Do you guys have any uh, recommendations? Can we have Can we have a day of no recommendations? Yes. We do not. <laughs> We don't recommend reading comics, period. Abandon this hobby completely. <laughs> Save oh your God. money. We do not, we do not. But go pick up Wonder Woman Historia. We're good. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We spent yeah, a whole, think, what, 10 agree. minutes at the start of the show standing in Historia. Yeah. Go pick it up. Anything that forced Giannis, you know, a.k.a. Aurora's win to change their avatar from Storm <laughs> to the cover of Historia. Yeah. It's worth it, baby. It's worth it. I... But no. do not do not pick up that Echo book. Mm-mm. Matter of fact, I forgot to do something. The thing I forgot to do, I was trying to think about it the entire time we were here. I didn't change my background image to Zeus. To Zeus. Big Daddy Zeus. Yeah. You know, icon. Um. <laughs> I, will, I will say that, like, you know, sidebar about Wonder Woman Historia, I would love to see that cinematically. Because that no. look, it is, like, if, 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 Mar- if DC does an animated feature, Ooh, animated and don't let yeah. Gal Gadot voice her. Yeah, like yeah, I would, I would love it. I would like let Susan Eisenberg. I her love that. her. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I said I love like her voice is like it's so powerful, but it's soothing. Like oh, I love yeah. her voice. Her. I think no, like, it's a like, friendly I, reminder that Vante is also Wonder Woman stand. I <laughs> am. We, we the Princess Diana all fucking day. Gang, 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 Amazons for life. Yeah. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but like, Susan Eisenberg doesn't get the love that, like, um, what's the guy who does Batman? Uh, I can't think of his fucking name right now. The guy who does Batman. You get Kevin I don't feel like Susan Eisenberg is the same love that he gets because, like, her Wonder Woman to me is so iconic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so iconic. It is. Especially when, like, when they did her in, um, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Mm. Yeah. And, and that scene with her and Barter. Most iconic Wonder Woman fight scene. Oh my God. Uh, I tell you, my dick got hard. Batman <laughs> was boxing. <laughs> like, when people ask, like, can Wonder Woman beat someone X, Y, and Z? Like, someone got to debate with me on Twitch, because um, I'd be on Twitch sometimes, just bored. Um, like, at first I asked Goku versus uh, Storm who wins, just to start shit. And they were going back and forth and just undermining Storm. I said, no, you're not going to do that. But I said, okay, well, what if I said Wonder Woman versus Goku? He said, Wonder Woman would beat him. And I was like, yeah, exactly. There are two shit you shouldn't be lying about. Wonder Woman will fuck anybody up. It doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> like, it doesn't when, matter your when, power level. When that Diana was fighting Barta. To... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, boo. When uh, Batman's answer to Wonder Woman wilding out is hope Superman can whoop her ass fast enough that they can fi- figure out an answer. That's his solution. Right. That's not a solution. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That's not a solution. Yo, that fight was everything. When Wonder Woman kicked that leg up around that fucking rope from um, mm-hmm. Lashina and brought her ass. Ooh, baby. I was like, I said, I, I said, ooh, I, I felt the spirit, the spirit of bisexuality mm-hmm. running through me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, I was but you know, yeah, that's how you know she was a threat because that big bitch, that big fury had to come and cook her and her back while she wasn't looking. 
Right. Because she would have whooped her ass, too. She was fucking them all up. That shit was hot. I was like, oh, why is it so sexy but so violent and I'm so here for this? A Wonder Woman versus Superwoman in that, uh, the Two Worlds one. I forget the name of it. Uh, Oh, her, Superwoman? Yeah, she was like, fucking, like, she told her submit. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I was like, yeah. (laughs) Talk to me. Talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. God damn it. Um, Talk to me nice, god damn it. I gotta watch all this shit tonight. Fuck y'all. Oh, versus um, uh, Vixen, Hot Girl, Huntress, and who was the other person? Oh shit! Black Canary, and Black Canary. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was our pro- and it wasn't Whooping even really all any... of their asses. And it wasn't oh, even really any. No. And it wasn't even really any serious writing with that one. It was just like yes. we're gonna get a bunch of them to. Yeah, like we're just going to get a bunch of them to fight. We're going to brainwash them by their, you know, their earpieces in their ear, and then we're going to put them in the ring so we can make them less some money. I imagine our writer, the writers of that episode, walked into the room, just took a dry erase marker, and just wrote across the board, "cat fight." Underlined that shit, and then put over inside Wonder Woman versus, and then wrote a whole bunch of lines. All right, who are we putting in these spots? No, every writer in the room leaned in. But I will have to say, with that particular fight, Vixen was holding her own. Vixen, mm-hmm. Shaira got the worst of that beat down. Vixen, Vixen was handling her shit. I've lately fallen just out like a black Vixen. woman. I want to give it more to Vixen. I do. I do. I just feel like the current mythos they kind of mess with for her is like limiting her. I kind of want her to step up to some Shazam level shit. Um. I'm welcome it. I really want to see it. In the same I way won't. that isn't Poison Ivy the uh, the host of the Green right now? Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. That I want them to do a um, something similar to how Poison Ivy became the host of the Green. Well, she's one of the hosts of the Green because it's still Swamp Thing also. Um, but Vixen will be the, host of, the host of Red, Red right? Yeah, the Red. Red. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Her and. Uh, uh, Animal Man and he's else. one of the hosts. He doesn't have like the the, the rank of the Swamp Thing. Like I forget the name of it. There's a full title for it. But in the ranks of the Red and the Green, the Animal Man is not the equivalent of Swamp Thing. His daughter is, and he's just like her chosen champion. So they're not equals right now. It's like a convoluted thing. Why it's not like that? But basically, it used to be. Then the new Fifty Two happened. They thought, "What if he wasn't?" And they did all that. But I'm like, "If you want to just do that, make it make it Vixen." Like it feels more apropos because no one cares about who Animal Man is at all. No one, not a soul. Yeah, and I'd be here for Vixen being the host of the Red. But um, I think that's all the time we got for right now, you guys. So. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of KRKA Radio with my lovely co-host. So, what do we have next week? We don't know. We don't Trash. know. We'll see when it happens. God. Honestly, they haven't decided what we're going to fucking see. Can we say, so, can we, we, we're going to guess Inferno. Inferno. We're going to pray. I really don't know. We're gonna pray. We're, I'm going to pray tonight. But... All right, you guys. This was a great episode. Hopefully, you guys uh, tune in next week if we get the damn books. Um, 
and we will see you guys next week, hopefully. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, niggas. Bye. Bye. <laughs>